Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Ballpark Beef Podcast, the best baseball podcast out on any platform. Thank you for coming back and listening every single Wednesday. Fellas, how are we doing this week? Doing good. Got some uh, World Series games to talk about. We got some gold gloves to talk about. And you got your fantasy team to talk about, right? Of course. The weekly fantasy check-in. You know, your boy Jimmy won. Uh, moving up to six and two on the year um, to join John at six and two as well, but to pass him in overall points by uh, a fraction of a point. So we have a new number one in our fantasy league. Thank you very much. Nick, Jimmy is the new number one seed in the league. He, uh, I started off hot six and oh, past two weeks. It's been a little rough. I lost Brees Hall among other people. And uh, yeah, so Jimmy uh, took over the number one spot. He also forgot to say I'm also six and two. Yeah, but you're fourth in the league. Yeah, yeah but you took an L from me, and so did Wag. Oh, here yeah. We go. Well, I had uh, three of my starters on the bench, so. Yeah. And anyway, anyway, on. anyway. This isn't a fantasy podcast. This is a yeah, baseball I, podcast. Yeah, of course. But, you know, we could talk about it all day. But like you said, this is a baseball podcast. Now, is this World Series as uninteresting as they get for you guys? Because, like, I'm just not interested in this World Series. I don't know about you guys. Based on who's playing, I agree. Right. Based on game one, I disagree. That was a great well, game. The games are good, but it's just like, I don't know. I just can't get into it, you know? I don't want to watch these two teams. Yeah. I mean, it's it's probably the two least marketable teams in the league. Besides maybe the Phillies, because Philly fans are, you know, they're, they're bold. But yeah, yeah. Besides the Astros, who were probably the best team in the American League the last eight years. <laughs> yeah, probably more than eight. But anyways, uh, let's go into game one. So they've only played two games so far, guys. We had a rain out, so things got pushed back. So, we, you know, we we came into this episode last week thinking, you know, we're going to get a few more games and maybe even the series over. But it's uh, it's been a slow World Series week. So game one, we had the Phillies winning in the 10th inning, 6-5. to five. Ramuto hit a ten. Uh, I was going to say a ten-run home run. <laughs> Ramuto hit a home run in the tenth inning that would ultimately clinch the game for them. Um, what do you guys? What were your thoughts on that game, guys? I'll give a. I'll give a start. Kyle Tucker absolutely dominated Aaron Nola. Yeah, uh, the Astros got out to a very fast five-nothing lead on the backs of Kyle Tucker and Martin Maldonado, um, and then you know Nick Castellanos. I drove a single to left to make it close, or sorry, not to make it close, to start the scoring for the Phillies. Uh, and then Alec Bohm and JT Realmuto kind of drove the Phillies all the way to the win, 6-5, to five, like John had said. But um, Alec Bohm, or sorry, t- Kyle Tucker, that's the story of the, uh, the on the Houston side. Yeah. What do you think, Nick? Uh, I mean, Jimmy said it pretty much. Uh, Kyle Tucker, his swing is just so nice. Um you know, the one thing I noticed with the Astros is it it's not always one player carrying the team every game they play. It's always someone different. I mean, against the Mariners, you had Jordan. Against the Yankees, it was Pena. And then now this series, it starts out with Tucker. They're just they're just a scary team with a bat in their hand. Yeah, it's crazy because they're going to be scary for years to come because they're such a young team, too. I think a lot of people forget about that because they've been, you know, pretty much the best team in the AL for like Jimmy said 10 years but they're still a very young team 
They they kind of remind me of how the Yankees were in the late '90s to early 2000s, where they kind of just were that team. You know what I mean? That's that's what the Astros kind of remind me of right now. Yeah, uh, one dude on the Phillies that I want to point out is Castellanos is having a great series for these yeah. first few games, and he's not even known for his fielding, which is crazy. He just made another diving catch, by the way. Yeah, that, and he also made a sliding catch to force extras in yeah. game one. Yeah. I mean, that guy, he he wants it. How about how about Verlander? 0-6 in World... His World Series record is 0-6. How about that? He has not looked good in the playoffs. No, it seems to be a, a chronic thing for Verlander. Um, I mean, to be fair, also, Aaron Nola got roughed up in his start in game one. Yeah. So, I mean, it, like, these, these top-tier pitchers aren't immune to... No, the moment, right? Like some some pitchers that are top tier will give you eight shutout innings, but I mean those batters are also in their biggest moments of their lives, so they're trying to you know put together good at bats, score some runs, and and knock these you know aces out of the first first few innings there. So kind of interesting. It goes both ways. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean Zach Wheeler had a bad game too. Game two, five well, innings, six hits, five runs. I mean we'll get into that. You're you're going a little ahead of yourself there, pal. Okay. My bad, sir. We got two games to talk about in this. Uh, yeah. in this podcast. We got two games to talk about, so you, we got to stretch it out. So stop trying yeah, to rush yeah. us. I was the just on the topic know. and started pitching, man. <laughs> well, let the listeners know. I mean, we only got two games to talk about. We're going to draw it out a little bit, folks. Yeah. You're hear a lot of detailed analysis from these two yeah. games. <laughs> a lot of BSing between us. Just... My bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. Yeah, bro. Slow down. Um, all right. So game one, Phillies took that one six to five. They take the one in the lead. Now we go into game two. Astros take that game five to two. Uh, that was a Astros team where Altuve looked like he kind of is coming to, into his own finally. He started off really slow in the playoffs. I think he's kind of figuring it out now. But um, and then we had. Forever Valdez looked dominant on the mound, but I don't know if you guys all saw, but there were some interesting things going on in uh, Game 2. We had a banned bat, or was that Game 1? Uh, they found out Game 2. Well, before it, Game 2, I believe. Okay, so before Game 2, um, Maldonado, right? Martin Maldonado? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he was found with a banned bat. And then there was a lot of footage of Framber Valdez looking, uh, looking like he was using something, whether it was you know some kind of sticky stuff or something. But it was just very weird to see. And um, so let me get your thoughts on that, guys. Yeah, I mean, from the videos that I saw, he kept rubbing his palm, glove hand palm, a lot while he was uh, on the mound. And then there's one video of him completely wiping it off his shirt. Um, as he's walking off the mound, I mean, I know the umpires check and all and everything, but I mean, those two videos make it very clear that uh, he's got to be using something. You're gonna talk about the other one first before I jump in. The bat. Oh, uh, I mean, I don't really have much to say about the bat. To be honest with you, I really. I'll give my takes then. So sticky stuff is back, folks. If you didn't know, it's back. Um, essentially, it's you don't tell about my guys, and I won't tell about your guys. That's just the real reality of it now. You know, it's uh, they did their little experiment without it, um, and it's back probably more so than ever. Like the managers just won't call you out if you're not being egregious about it. 
and you know you, you're free to free to go about your sticky stuff business on the mound um as long as you're not like glistening under the lights like musgrove against uh against the mets in <laughs> in the oh NFL. my god stop it that's a reach it's not a reach. He's listening. No, I mean, Bro, gotta... they they rubbed down his ears. And then also his jump and spin rate was like incredibly high in that game. But I digress. We shouldn't be talking about that series. It's in the past. As you can see, I'm still a hurt Mets fan. <laughs> Always will be. Always will be. But yeah, so sticky stuff. I mean, I, I don't even really want to talk about it just because it's it that's normal in the game now. Like it's just so common. But do you think like that's a thing now? It's like it's like everyone's just gonna use it, but it's just kind of gonna be a little more like hidden. I got I I don't know because like there's no way he wasn't using sticky stuff just by like what he was doing in the game, you know? Yeah. So it's it's definitely weird. It's weird. You could tell when like the pitcher's doing the same thing over and over again, especially like where they're doing the same thing over and over again. You know? Yeah. If you're what rubbing your hand on your pants and you got like a, a mark on your pants or whatever, that's obviously there's no sticky stuff there. But if you're like constantly touching the bare part of your wrist or you know somewhere in your glove, you're you're probably dabbing it up. But anyway, let me jump over to the bat one. So the the story goes, and this is why I thought Nick would have a little bit better of a take than he did. Pool holes there. It's pool holes grandfathered rule. Also, he officially retired this week, so Absolutely legendary career first ballot Hall of Famer. Should be unanimous, in my opinion. But Pujols had apparently been grandfathered in in, what, was it 2011 or 2010? Where he could use this maple bat that is apparently more prone to shattering. Did you guys hear? Did you guys read that story? Yes, I did, yeah. Yeah, so apparently it's more prone to shattering, which is more dangerous, obviously, if he were to break the bat. You know, um, and, and the shrapnel would go towards the pitcher or whatever, or player on the field, but... Um, apparently he was allowed to keep using it and then, you know, nobody else was allowed to, but evidently Pujols sent Martin Maldonado some bats because they go back to their time in Los Angeles and, uh, he got caught using it cause it, it probably did it break in the game or did he just get caught using it? Uh, honestly, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I, I, I think it was just reviewed. Maybe I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, regardless, he got caught using a, an Albert Pujols bat. So a little bit of a cheating scandal linked to Albert Pujols. Nick, how do you feel? Hey, bro. He's still going to be my favorite player, even if he did. Uh, <laughs> he, he he did it all clean, though, right? I mean, as of now. He did mm. it all clean. Interesting. Free Albert. No, I think, uh, I don't know. I don't think, I think they tried to paint the picture like the Astros were doing this big, elaborate cheating scandal again. But in reality, it was just a more dangerous, like, type of wood or a formulation of wood to where it would break more easily more like like splintered i don't know i don't think it's necessarily cheating i just don't think that he was allowed to use that bat so it doesn't it doesn't add any kind of pop or anything to the bat it's just because of the sh- the shattering of the bat i'm not sure i think that was the reason but i'm i would say that like because of the media and like because of the astros cheating before you know like they just blew it out of proportion and were like hey that's definitely a bat that gives him an advantage, but uh, in reality, I don't think it was. I think it was a safety thing. Yeah, I kind of actually want to look that up. Let's see. Yeah, Nick, so uh, I don't know. It's kind of crazy that it was Albert Pujols, though, out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was surprised when I saw that, too, but I mean, what am I going to do about it, right? I thought maybe it had to do with, like, the weight or something, like it being, like, longer and 
I don't know whatever whatever advantage the the hitter would get from either a heavier or a lighter bat, like out of spec. But um, yeah, it was it was apparently just the way the wood was made up. So it does have a bigger barrel. Um, it's just interesting how all these cheating accusations continue to follow the Astros. I don't think it ever goes away, honestly. But uh, from what I'm reading, it, it has a bigger barrel. Interesting. Yeah. I'm trying to see if there's anything else on it. The barrel is so slightly bigger. Also, yeah, yeah. Really, just talking about the barrel that it's bigger, which is weird. But I mean, well, is a bigger barrel technically cheating? I mean, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> what's the rule of the barrel size and and <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, could you use a gigantic like double barrel bat? A fungo bat? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that'd be smaller. But anyway, yeah. I mean, he hit a single. Uh, who cares? He didn't do much pitch. with it. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't really didn't do much with it. So yeah, it's not like, that big a deal. No. All right, so I guess um, we can go a little into our predictions for the rest of the series. I mean, a little bit uh, more game two, maybe. Yeah, I mean, game two scoring. scoring yeah, right? Go back so, to our starting pitchers. Yeah. yeah. All right, Nick, you can do your bit now. <laughs> go ahead, buddy. <laughs> So uh, we were talking about Nola getting uh, rocked, and this game, Wheeler goes five innings, six hits, five earned. Uh, no, sorry, four earned, five runs. But then after that, I mean, the Phillies bullpen has, has actually been very well. Um, they have given up zero runs in two games, which is very surprising to me. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, that is kind of crazy. Yeah, two quick 5 nothing leads for Houston, and then nothing after the the starter gets pulled. I mean, yeah, dude, they got uh, Bellotti, Brad Hand, David Robertson. I mean, it's not like big name guys, but they're they're getting the job done. It's all Maybe team. it's just guys they don't have much script on where they could watch videos. I mean, that's fair too. That's true. You know, but yeah, I mean, what it is nowadays. Wheeler, yeah. Nola, and Ver- if you were to tell me tell me that Verlander. Wheeler and Nola would each give up five runs. I probably wouldn't believe you. <laughs> you guys yeah. think the game has gone... Amber shoves? Go figure. Do you guys think the game goes too much into, like, video and, like, analytical things? Do you think it, it's going too far, or do you like how it's going that way? Like, I, I hate going into, like, looking watching a game, and you look into the dugout, and immediately after a hitter strikes out, it goes to the iPad. Like, what is that going to fix, really? You know, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I mean, not, I'm not a fan. Uh, Sorry, but I, I'm not a fan of it. Um, you know, us growing up, we never had video footage or whatever. We just had to go on the on deck circle and try and time the pitcher. Uh, and it seems like now with this uh, technology, everyone, the batters have like a little bit of an advantage trying to see like if their pitcher is like tipping some kind of pitch or whatever. And um, it kind of just leans them more towards like the guessing aspect of what pitch they're going to get based off how the guys may be setting up or whatever. Um, I don't know. I, I think that honestly distracts the hitter sometimes. Yeah, I feel like definitely it puts like it has you put a lot more in your head as you're going up to the plate because you have like you go to the iPad and then you have a million things in your mind like, oh, I got to do this. Oh, I got to look for this. You know, like what if they just went up there and hit the ball? instead of, you know, oh, this is what's going to happen because Annalick said so. Oh, this is what's going to happen because I, I looked at the iPad. You know what I mean? I feel like it's just adding too much to a hitter's head. Yeah, I mean, it, it's probably like they're, they're scrambled eggs in their head. You know, they're thinking slider away, fastball in. 
know, splitter in the dirt, but then also watch for this glove tip that he gives to show that he's going to throw the slider. And just like all these things are racing in their head when they can't even time up the fastball at that yeah. point. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's interesting to think about because there's definitely a lot more of technology in the game now, but I don't know if it's really great for the game. I mean, analytics are obviously the new thing and they're always going to be. But I don't know. The whole iPod thing is kind of weird. I don't know if it's really helping hitters or kind of taken away from their at bats. But yeah, who knows? Anyways, do you yeah. guys think it's fair for like hitters to be able to like do that, like use the tablet and look up pitchers, but pitchers aren't able to use any little bit of substance? Think it's like I'm, an advantage for the batter or no? No, because I, the pitchers can use the iPad to, in the same way. Well, no, yeah, yeah, but I was using it from like a substance to a tablet kind of comparison. I don't think it's even close. I think that's a pretty bad comparison, actually. Uh, that's why I'm asking a question. Yeah. I, I just, I, I think it goes both ways, so I don't think there's there's kind of a comparison there. Yeah, I think a coach could be on the bench giving a catcher a sign from a tablet, you know? Like, yeah. But they probably can't actually do that. It's probably against the rules, but you know what I mean? Like, it could be, each piece of information can be relayed to, relayed to the catcher, relayed to the pitcher. But yeah, no, I think the I think the substance is like, I mean that's pitch to pitch. That's like I want to spin this harder so it breaks another three or four inches out of the strike zone. So you you know you see it as one thing and then it's something else. Yeah, that's like, like that's a bit different than just trying to time up something or predict which pitch is coming. Yeah, it, it's it's affecting more than just the yeah, it's affecting every single pitch, not you know an at bat or a mindset for an at bat whatever. Yeah, or an approach exactly. Yeah, but all right, we just. uh kind of talked about that. I was interested in your guys' thoughts on that. But let's go into the rest of the series and where do you think this guys these these guys are going to head? Um I don't know. I mean, the Astros look like the better team, of course. They are the better team. Uh I thought the Phillies would come in hot. They did game 1, but then it kind of faltered in uh game 2. It's going to be interesting to see how their starting pitcher holds up because they're going to have Ranger Suarez tonight, who's going currently. Uh, Phillies are actually up 2 nothing. Harper is him. He hit a home run? Two-run dinger. You know what's crazy? The Yankees could have had Harper and Machado, but they decided to get Donaldson, IKF, Chapman, and Britton. Think about that one. I'm going to let that set in. Those are like most of your favorite players on the team. Yeah, sure. You know what's crazy? Both of those players wanted to be a Yankee, too. Unfortunate, man. Wasn't there a rumor that Harper almost went to Houston? Well, well, he he was almost traded to Houston, but this What's was... What's I'm saying? Like, traded was, to Houston? Yeah, this was before. But I'm just saying, like, the it's crazy to think, like, remove those players and replace them with Machado and Harper and how much different this team could have been. But anyways, that's the past, and I'm not going to sound like a sour Yankee fan, even though I am. But what do you guys think about the rest of the series? Yeah, um, I don't want the Phillies to win. <laughs> but I also don't want the Astros to win, but I want the Astros to win more than the Phillies. Uh-huh. I don't know. We'll have to see. Nola Javier for game four and game five. No no announced starters yet. I don't know. I have, I game, all seven. I have game five Verlander Syndergaard. Oh, do you? Okay. I have yeah. TBD on, on the MLB app. Yeah, that's what I saw. I don't know. I think it's going to come down to the starting pitching, honestly. Yeah, it always does. 
I think so. I mean, if you look at it, Philly two Philly's two aces give up a lot of runs. Verlander gives up a lot of runs. McCullers Jr. just gives up a two-run homer. I mean, it seems like all the runs are getting early. Mm-hmm. Uh, seems like most of the time, whoever gets out early with a big enough lead, they're going to hold on. So, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I would well, like to see the Phillies win. In that case. <laughs> well, yeah, but you know what I mean. Um, Is that the tone? I, I, yeah, I would like to see the Phillies win this series, though. I mean, I'm tired of seeing Houston win. Um, Phillies are a young team. I know Jimmy doesn't want them to win, but that's that's who I would like to win. Yeah, I mean, as the resident Yankee fan, I don't want to see the Astros win. But then there's a side of me who doesn't want to see the Phillies win just because of how obnoxious their fans are. But if I had to really pick, I, I would love... obnoxious fan. <laughs> You're not an obnoxious fan? You're a little bit more obnoxious than I am. Oh my god, Jimmy. You were you were letting the ship sail mid-April. Oh, the Mets are the best team. They're going to the World Series. Freaking mid-April. Yeah, because we started hot. Yeah, Nick. Come on, back me up here, guy. Come on, man. You know, it's they, they ha- they're good. They're World Series bound until you hit about the end of April, uh, beginning May. This no, year was different. The end but, of August. Uh, it's the end of August. No, it's always after the trade deadline. It's the, it's the end of August. <laughs> this year was different, and they still had the same result. The curse of September. Nah, we lost. We lost a lot of uh, swagger in Atlanta. This is Dude. this isn't about the Mets, bro. <laughs> Yo, we can't. Y'all, y'all were beefing, and you just want to end the beef like that. Yeah, yeah it's well, a ballpark beef. It's not about the Mets. You are a whiny Yankees fan. That's that goes without saying, and all the fans of the of the podcast could could agree with me. Yeah, and you're and you're a proud Mets fan. I'm a so. proud Mets fan. That's right. And all the podcast <laughs> listeners would agree with that too. And Nick's and like here. a like he's just a Cardinals fan. That's there. Freaking Pujols fanboy. Hey man, I love you, you, but I'm just saying. Nick, what happens if you, you like met Pujols face to face? What would you do? Uh I, I'd I, probably be scared as shit to say something, bro. You'd be shaking. I know you'd be shaking. <laughs> I would be so scared. Your hands would be freaking trembling. I'm like, do I say hi? Do I shake this guy's hand? Like, what do I do? I think you'd be too scared to go up to him. Uh, I say hola or something like that. Something stupid. Nah, I think I would say hi to him, but then I wouldn't know what to do after. You'd be like, hi, and then like try to go in for like an awkward handshake and be like, can I take a picture? Yeah. And then like have him sign your Willie P hat or something. But anyways, nah, definitely the pools jersey. <laughs> what if you don't have it on? What if it's like in an airport or something? Ah, uh, you know what? That's a good point. He gonna yeah. sign something that I'll never wear again. <laughs> Just hang it, frame it, and stuff. Yep, frame it. Oh man! All right, I'm done with the World Series. Let's talk about yeah, the World Glove winners. Let's talk about it. You know, I mean, two Yankees won. Trevino, catcher, Lemayhu, second base. I like that. Very nice. Mets have not been uh, been represented, although they should have been in, in a couple different categories. They had Wait, so no- many nominees, right? Yeah. If None of the Mets won? None. Are you deadass? I think I think the utility player one is ridiculous, because I think Brendan Donovan... Wasn't Brendan Donovan a, a, an everyday player somewhere? Uh, Yeah, he was, but he always switched positions. Just so stupid. Luis Guillaume, Jeff McNeil, both were great categories. Great- um, options for the utility player. Francisco Lindor is one of the best defensive shortstops in the game. So the fact that he, you know, he's always in the running every year. 
Um, I don't know. A lot of Astros won it. Also, 10th in a row for uh, Mr. Nolan Arenado, who opted into his Cardinals contract. Yes, sir. I know that made you excited, Nick. Yeah, absolutely. Time through 2027, Nick. 2020. How old is he? 31. Uh, that's not bad. He's still in his prime. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Big... He's, he's one from age 21 to age 31. That that's like his whole career. <laughs> no, he's won every year. Yeah, <laughs> there hasn't been a year where he's in the the MLB that he hasn't won a Gold Glove. That's pretty. That's pretty uh, insane. That's crazy. It's second crazy. most Gold Gloves, second most Gold Glove awards by a third baseman in history, trailing only Brooks Robinson. Oh, what was that comparison I put in the chat the the other week? There was a comparison that was really close. Where is it? I'm gonna find it. Is it Arenado? No, hold on, hold on. You guys, you guys can talk about something else. I want to find this. We'll talk a little bit more. Vlad Jr. with his first gold glove at first. It's pretty cool. Andres Jimenez, well-deserved. Guardians, second baseman. Just a really good breakout year for Andres Jimenez. I'm a, ha- I'm a fan of his. Um, how, about, uh, how about Quan? Yeah, Quan. Another Guardians. Guardian. Guardian youngster. Just a great at-to-ball skill guy. Uh, the Guardians actually had a lot. I know Shane Bieber uh, on the mound. Yeah, I don't, you said Straw already, right? No, I didn't. <clears throat> Miles Straw won for center. I don't even know who that is, to be honest with you. The guy from the Guardians who got stuff thrown at him at Yankee Stadium. That's messed up. Can wave his gold glove at them next time he visits. Max Freed, Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts is a dude, man. Andy Bowles. Shout out Mookie Betts. Yo. If Judge goes to, to uh, the Dodgers, he's going to play second base, and he'll still win a gold glove. Judge? No, 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 Mookie. Oh. <laughs> I was like, Judge playing second? Ah, uh, Mookie, Mookie. Uh, they actually, they've been putting him there a lot this year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's just an athlete, yo. He can play anywhere. He can do yeah. any sport. He's a stud. I think he had, uh, I think this was the year that he hit his uh, most home runs for a season. I think he had like almost uh, more than thirty. Christian Walker and Brendan Rodgers both um, gold glove winners for some pretty bad teams. That was the comparison. Are you guys ready? Yes. All right. Buster Posey, Yadier Molina. Oh, that one. Tell me that's. Come on. End on this. I gotta look up some. Yeah. We're gonna end on this because I think this is a really a lot closer than a lot of people would think. Listeners, I was thinking about this one day, and I was like, let me look this up. And I looked it up, and I was like, holy crap, this is a lot closer than uh, I, I would have thought. But let me just do, like, the main stats. All right, so Buster Posey, he, had a, he has an MVP, seven-time All-Star, Gold Glove, batting title, Rookie of the Year, three-time World Series winner, and five Silver Sluggers. Yachty is a ten-time All-Star. Nine-time Gold Glove, four-time Platinum Glove, two-time World Series, and a Silver Slugger. Um, Yachty's career batting average is two seventy-seven, career hits twenty-one sixty-eight, and career WAR of forty-two point two. Posey is WAR is forty-four point eight, career batting average of three hundred two and fifteen hundred hits. What do you guys think? You got some stats up? Got some stats up. I'm trying to see. I have prime. It's it's just hard to. I mean, the stats are close. We know that, but um, they're 
Yachty just played so many more years. Um, I mean, for my opinion, I'm. I told Wag this defensively. I'm 100% taking Yachty. Offensively, I'm 100% taking Buster. Yeah, I mean that's pretty obvious. Yeah, but I mean, you know me. I'm I'm staying with my with my uh my Cardinal, and regardless of how Yachty is at the plate, I I rather have him behind behind the plate when we're on defense. I don't know. I think it's a lot closer than you're thinking. No, I mean stat wise, it, it is close. Yes. Um, uh, just watching Yachty, my whole t- his whole career, pretty much. Um, he's he's a player that's more than just stats, and uh, I I watch Buster that much, um, so I can't like get into him that uh, him with the stats, uh, non stats. But Yachty's just such a factor behind the plate, and he controls the game so, very well. Here's a stat: so over a hundred sixty-two game average, Yachty has a point eight better D WAR than Posey. That's not that's not bad. I was just trying to look up like a like a thousand games. <clears throat> in the primes of their career. Mm-hmm. So give or take like a thousand games for each. Um, 1,104 hits for Posey in 984 games. Uh, 1,138 hits in like 1,082 games. So a little bit more for Yachty as far as the, the number of stats go. Um, more homers, 111 homers for Posey. 79 for Yachty. Uh, 295 batting average for Yachty. 308 for Posey, OPS plus 134 for Posey, 109 for Yachty. So, I mean, just on offense, Posey's the guy. Mm-hmm. We, we knew that already. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's worth, Yachty's worth about 28 D War, 19 years. Yeah. We got for Posey about 10 D War in 12 years. Mm-hmm. So, a little less defensively. I mean, it is pretty close. Just like, because of the number of games played, it's it's pretty clear it's Yachty. Um, yeah. But based on peak, I don't know. I'm taking Posey. Yeah, that's like based on peak peak performance. I would go Posey, but obviously Yachty had the better, uh, longer career. But yeah, I thought that was an interesting uh, comparison right there. At 2012 to 2018, a couple of almost two D War seasons for. Um, Posey, which is pretty interesting. I didn't realize he came that close. A couple mm-hmm. almost three D war seasons though for Yachty. That's a whole whole win above replacement. Yeah. But then I actually just read a stat today. Um I think David Ortiz's MVP season where he hit like forty five homers and had like hundred and fifty RBIs, it ended up with like one point nine D war. Or oh, sorry, one point nine war in general. So take war for that, what it's worth. That is terrible. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> It's crazy how much more war is measured nowadays. Yeah, it's just so much more valuable now. Yeah. All right, you guys got anything else you want to talk about, or uh, we can wrap this thing up and I can go play Call of Duty? I'm good. Ready for some COD. Me too. (laughs) All right, fellas. I enjoyed another wonderful episode with my fellow mates, Jimmy and Nick. Uh, thank you for everyone who made it this far and listens to us every single week. As you know, we drop every Wednesday at 4 p.m. out on every platform. And ladies and gentlemen, Ballpark Beef is signing out for another week. We love you all. Goodbye. <laughs>